0: Welcome to Hour of Devastation, the weekly Magic of the Gathering podcast, where we talk all things Magic of the Gathering. I'm your host, Joe Loudon, and with me as always is Sam Neill. Hiya. How are you doing this week, Sam?
1: I'm doing great. Yeah, For yeah worse. you are. <laughs> <laughs> Having a great time. Good. Just off, uh, off the back of the Axionar Now Mega Weekend.
0: Yeah, and how did that go?
1: Pretty, pretty good. It's my first uh, big Magic event in just over two years. My first competitive event in, I don't know, probably two and a half, three years. <laughs> um, uh, played the team unified mega modern with my friends Tom and Ryan, and we won the whole thing.
0: Hey, which was there we go. <laughs> cool. uh,
1: technically, didn't win the whole thing because they were only doing it was a top eight, and then quarterfinals and semifinals, and then both of the semifinal winners got the same prize. So yeah. top two technically. Um, but we finished top of the Swiss at five and one, uh, and then and then won two more rounds after that. That's which fantastic! Extremely cool. <laughs> uh, the best finish I've ever had in a Magic tournament uh, <laughs> <laughs> of any of any kind of substance ever. Like outside nice. of F FNM, I guess, <laughs> which uh, everyone does from time to time. Um,
0: all uh, all it took was a, a global pandemic during the, the <laughs> whole time you. Talked about how much you hated the magic that you haven't and sold your cards. Like, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, I am uh, officially back on the magic train. Hell yeah. Uh, magic's Great to officially my, uh, my favourite hobby again. Uh, and that is in almost complete thanks to the, the weekend I just had. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it was an incredible event, just generally, just being around so many magic players uh, in a big event. And, like, watching high-level magic as well as playing high-level magic was just... Something I'd really been missing. I don't think i have realized how much I missed yeah. it. Like I was always like, "Oh, as soon as Magic Fest are back, or you know big tournaments like Axion's big events, um, I'd be so excited about it." But actually being there was just so much better than I could have possibly expected.
0: Yeah, uh, it looked fantastic. Like yeah. my my social media feeds all weekend were just like people having the best time, and was yeah, definitely definitely just a little bit jealous I I wasn't there. Yeah, I'm
1: uh, I'm expecting to uh, develop symptoms from COVID any minute now. Um, but like, honestly, <laughs> probably worth it.
0: <laughs> worth it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: absolutely. Um, just truly an incredible, incredible weekend. And then, yeah, to actually do extremely well in the event that we planned to go to uh, was just, just amazing. Because we, we were going to like just play, right? <clears throat> yeah, That was our plan. We really wanted to play. Um, we wanted to play six rounds of, of Modern as a group of three friends. If we go 06, we're not going to drop. We're just gonna play six rounds of magic. It's gonna be fun. We're gonna play with the, like play with our friends, uh, and then we just kept winning. <laughs> um, I mean, we we put a lot of work in. Like, uh, yeah. I mean, uh, Tom just plays a lot of magic and is very very good at the game. Uh, Ryan is also extremely good at the game, um, and we put a lot of work into like the team comp and, and the decks we were playing. And uh, I genuinely put in a lot of work. It's probably the most I prepared for a magic tournament. <laughs> Sweet. What decks were you playing? So I was playing Living Ends Ram um, was playing Grixie's Death Shadow and Tom was on blue white control. Cool. Which was. We had to fudge a little bit because uh, Death Shadow needs the steam vents. Yeah. Um, and Living End also plays steam vents because you need to have red sources that can also cycle your blue cards. But we thought that Living End was a great call as well as Grixie's Death Shadow and also it's the deck that Rams played the most and had the most practice with. Um, and she's extremely good with the deck. So we want to try and make it work. (laughs) And she ended up posting in the the Living End Discord. And someone who was uh, going to the event as well was trying to find our exact comp and trying to make it work. And they, turns out, kind of flippantly, said, oh yeah, maybe you can just do it with a stomping ground and a sheaving reef. Uh, (laughs) That that information was then then relayed to me. And I took that as gospel. (laughs) (laughs) Just immediately sent it. And uh, that was the... List I ended up registering. We changed it to a Fiery Islet. Nice. Um, Because, like, sometimes the game goes long and you need to cycle a land. And, yeah. I mean, it is a consideration because Shivan Reef obviously can tap for Colourless and you take a lot of damage uh, because you're cycling Street Rates and stuff and you're having to fetch Shock. So maybe Shivan Reef ended up being correct. I only cycled Fiery Islet once during the day. Uh, Ended up winning me the game, but it was... Yeah, there we go. Draw a card. Game. Best words in the <laughs> world. Exactly. Fire but...
0: Island. 100%, 100% better. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: so that ended up being the list and then it was just pretty much the stock list from the the most recent the first place at the NRG tournament. Sweet. That happened. Full 4 Endurance. I mean, all the deck lists are on, on Twitter that you can, you can go and find. And I'm sure uh, the actually now are going to post the lists of the top 8 for the team event. Um, but yeah, it's pretty much the stock living in list. I have played it for about... Like four weeks since we side on the list, and I've been sh- just been trying to play it as much as I possibly can. A few two-two finishes at FNM, um, but I wanted to like not let my team down. Like the, the point was to have fun, but yeah. like, it's no fun if one of you's just completely terrible, right? Um, yeah. So I tried really hard, and I, th- I felt like it paid off. I uh, won the fewest matches of my teammates, <laughs> but I think I won a couple of clutch ones when it really mattered. Like That's I, lo- I locked up the the semi-final, which ended up technically being the final in terms of top prize. Uh, I locked up that match in about eight minutes against Blue Eye Control, um, who I had been beaten by was our one loss in the Swiss, uh, a couple of rounds earlier, um, and one from like an absurdly bad position. So I I, I griefed him and saw Counterspell, Spell, Dovin's Veto, Archmage's Charm, Supreme Verdict. Oof. <laughs> yeah, and some other cards, uh, and then the end of my turn four. No, end of my turn five. He's on six lands. Uh, tap uh, taps four lands for a uh, factor fiction, which extremely cool. He's playing blue eye control with factor fiction. Yeah, and had two lands up to cast a counter spell. Uh, and then I just went for the violent outburst. Um, so I taken an archmage's charm with a grief. Went for the violent outburst. Had drawn mystical dispute that turn because <laughs> I'm extremely lucky. Uh, mystical dispute is Counter spell. And then two griefs came back from the bin uh, took his supreme verdict and something else. And he didn't draw anything else. Nice. Which was very nice. Uh, but, I mean, we, we, we beat some of the best players in the room. Um, Tom went undefeated in, uh, in games played. <laughs> wow. It was one round That's fantastic. Yeah, it's incredible. I mean, he, he's very, very good at magic. I can't understate yeah. how good at magic he is. Um, and that it was really like team magic is just incredible I'll get onto how good team magic is generally in a minute but just being able to like ask someone and have them like back you up on like decisions you're trying to make or maybe convince you of something else like really helps but having two players that were are so good at the game giving you hints and stuff I mean there were, there were times where like I was griefing someone and I was just like can you both tell me what I'm supposed to take I don't want to mess this up yeah um, but yeah he, he went undefeated I, there was one he was 1-1 in one of the rounds and then both Ryan and I won so it didn't matter what his result was but yeah he didn't drop a round um, and then round won some extremely extremely clutch games like was the reason we were, we were 3-0 uh, at the start of the day um, came back from some like ridiculously hard positions uh, and I just you know cast living ends on turn 3 <laughs> and and it, and it got there which um, yeah it was, it was uh, amazing and very nice to Finally, get some kind of decent finish, especially with like two of my favorite people just to hang out with all. Uh, Unfortunately, you weren't available. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But it's, you know, second choice by two of my favorite people. Um, Just hang out, like that, because that was the plan. And we hang out and then we do really well and we're all like extremely proud of each other. Um, And it's just just a great day.
0: It sounds fantastic. Just, yeah, yeah, a, a truly, truly great way to end the weekend as well. Like, absolutely. Just turning up for the fun. And and winning it all—it's it's yeah, fantastic story. Really feel real good moment.
1: Absolutely, uh, I am so fucking tired now though. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I got up at about eight o'clock on the Sunday, and then got home at about ten, having played eight full rounds of Magic, and nice. you know hanging out with people and yeah, it's very 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 tiring. Um, but yeah, I mean, Team Magic is kind of how I want to play Magic now just any possible opportunity i have to be on the team regardless of company. like if, if it's you know pioneer modern legacy standard pioneer modern unified modern unified whatever i want to play team magic yeah. as much as i can it's so much fun it's an absolute blast um because you know you get to hang out with with two people all weekend and have fun um but you also get to make decisions for, for your teammates you get to have your teammates make make um decisions for you like talk through sideboarding and generally just have support and because you know, when you're playing Magic, it's you, right? It's you versus one one other person, yeah. and that can be extremely intimidating, extremely daunting. But if you've got people who are backing you up, who are in your corner, who are trying, who are trying to help you out, and can also, if you lose, still win the round for you, it just it, it makes you feel so much more special and so much more fun. It's it's the best way to play Magic. It's 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 so good. Uh, and all of our opponents were so extremely lovely. Like, all day, everyone we sat across from was so nice, so friendly, really fun to talk to. Which at magic tournaments is kind of a rarity <laughs> you tend to run in, into a lot of curmudgeons, a lot of people who are taking things far too seriously uh, Yeah, a lot I think of people who are sometimes unpleasant uh, but everyone was so so nice all day
0: yeah I think that may just be like a symptom of the times as well like everybody's, everybody's been through such like a crap like past couple of years that we, you know, we finally finally get back to what really feels like the way things used to be, yep. it's just kind of like a sigh of relief for everybody yeah, everybody's absolutely. there to play magic everybody's there to have a good time everyone is in a good mood because of that
1: yeah it, it was it was so lovely just I met so many lovely people had some great conversations um yeah everyone was just so nice uh the judges were all great obviously the staff were all great uh the event was run extremely well like it was a long day Sorry? but like it was it went you know the, the the day went at a reasonable pace everything was was running efficiently and smoothly um
0: you didn't get your uh, second round deleted
1: <laughs> no, that didn't happen to us <laughs> <Oof. laughs> Eventlink Link strikes again Probably because they weren't using Eventlink Link Because uh, it's not good for like more than 30 person events Yeah.
0: Um, With the coast and digital program. <laughs> yeah,
1: right, not, not a good combination it <laughs> turns out It's a good job they didn't put all their eggs in that basket for three years uh,
0: Yeah Oh, side note, side note mm-hmm. while, 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 I'm, while I'm taking a cheap shot Did you see that uh, Planeswalkers bugged last week For oh. a couple of hours Oh really? Yeah, planes. there was a couple of hours where planeswalkers were bugged, so like you couldn't deal damage to planeswalkers.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, unsurprising. Yeah. But,
0: like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, cheap shot, carry on. <laughs> so
1: good, so good. Um, Yeah, the, the event was amazing. Like I said, I, because I went on the Saturday, because I, I had uh, nothing to do on Saturday. Um, and I knew a bunch of people that I like were going to be uh, at the Accent event, so I thought, oh, maybe I'll play the maybe I'll play the Mega, the Mega Mon main event, and then yeah. went to sign up on like one of the last two slots, and it was sixty five pounds, and I thought, I'm not good enough at magic to justify justify <laughs>
0: to, spending uh, sixty five pounds. Waste this waste this money to have a bad time.
1: <laughs> exactly, I've already spent you know thirty five pounds for each of us for the um, for the team event. Thirty-five pounds for a day out with my friends, absolutely fine. Um, uh, but yeah, I didn't want to justify that, so I played the rebound mod and went three-two. Uh, played nice. played the the same iteration of Living End uh, that I was because that's the all, all I've been playing. Like I've been playing the suboptimal version that's playing the Stomping Ground and the Fiery Islet instead of its 2 seam just because I want to play that exact deck.
0: Yeah, you want to get your reps in with the <laughs> Like playing Yeah,
1: for sure. Um, went three-two again. Had just some lovely matches with people. Um, some great conversations. It's just a lot of fun. Um, but yeah I mean that day was great as well uh, and it's just an extremely extremely fun a fun event like I've missed big magic going so much Axia now do it so well um, very excited for any of their events moving forward Francois and Liz and like everyone does such an incredible job and we're extremely lucky that someone cares this much about putting on magic tournaments for UK Magic Players yeah. it's uh, truly amazing, um, I'm extremely excited for the next one I think is in July?
0: June, so the, June. the next one is is a me- mega modern in June in Milton Keynes, and then they've also announced the Giga Weekend in Birmingham, twenty second, twenty third of October, at yes. Ground. And you're coming, hundred percent. Yes, hundred percent. Will be there for that. So excited! Definitely.
1: It's gonna be amazing. Uh, yeah, I just I want to play magic all the time now, which is unfortunate because I you know don't get to play FNM. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the next time is a big magic event, I'm I'm gonna play. But yeah, I mean, just playing modern. Modern's great. Turns out. Yeah. Did, did you know? <laughs> did you know how good Modern is?
0: Yeah. I, I I I've been vaguely aware how good Modern is. Yeah. Ever since the, the introduction of the Modern Horizon sets, for sure.
1: Yeah, Modern Horizons two. It's just it's it you know uh kind of very close to broke things the first couple of weeks and then the format has sorted itself out. People have yeah people have figured it out and, and managed to the, those those cards are dominant and most decks are comprised almost exclusively of Modern Horizons two cards. But they're great. Uh, Wizards have done a great job printing those cards. Um, I think a much better job than Modern Horizons 1. Um, Like even, you know, you've got all the free spells and whatever, they're still extremely well balanced and Modern is very, very good right now. Uh, I wish that I had remembered my uh, matches, (laughs) both of my (laughs) my teammates have posted uh, posted match reports and they they know exactly what they were playing against uh, in every round uh, and I don't because I was just having a great time and kind of flying by the seat of my pants and didn't really think I'd have to care about my matchups um like remembering them at least but I I played some very good magic and I played some very bad magic at times Hell I don't yeah. there was a time where I forgot to cycle on turn 1 <laughs> won that game just had a strike with a in my hand didn't cycle it on turn 1 just untapped <laughs> uh uh and yeah, I, I won some very clutch games. Uh, you know, I, I felt like I was the I felt like I was the weakest member of our team, just because I, I don't get to play magic that much. Like um, that's not meant to be as self deprecating as it sounds, but I, I felt like I was the sort of the the weakest link in our in our team. But I, I won some games that won us rounds, and that felt yeah. extremely good. Um, yeah, I beat uh, Charles Gatambi on Amulet, which he had taken down the entire tournament with the day before. He I mean, took down the you know 200 plus person modern event with Amulet. Um, it's a deck that he plays a lot, and he's an extremely, extremely skilled Magic player. Um, and I beat him, and that felt great because I played well. And it's nice to have like sort of hard work I've put into learning Living End, which isn't a deck I'm particularly interested in playing. I've enjoyed I enjoy playing the deck, but it's not a deck I would pick ever. As yeah, as before
0: it. before this tournament, it was like not not once I ever even really heard you talk about it ever. No, just like in passing, like eh, yeah, living end's fine. It's a deck, like, yeah,
1: but like you know, my my two teammates who whose opinions on magic I respect uh, a great deal said, "What if we do living End? Would you be okay on living End? I'm like, "Yeah, I'll learn it. Absolutely. If you think yeah. that's a good call, I'll I'll do it." Um, and it <laughs> paid off. Uh, decks absolutely nuts. Cause the thinking was, like, I'll be in the middle seat, like I'm you know, I'm not a bad magic player, so I can give advice or like my teammates can run p- p- things past me. So I'll be in the middle seat and hopefully I'll know if I win or lose by like, you know, twenty minutes. Cause the deck wins on turn three, and if you don't win by turn three, you have a hard time winning a long game. You don't not win yeah. long games, like I win a a, win a game where we need to waste time. Um But generally that was the thing, so like I'll be in the middle so I can help my like control going to go to time a lot there are a lot of draws this weekend holy shit uh with four color blink and blue air control being so represented and gritty's death shadow being played correctly um can have some very very long games but yeah picked up the deck because they recommended it and said that it was the best thing for our comp and made it work and it's nice to be rewarded for putting work in on a deck and it's nice, nice, yeah. nice to put working on a deck that actually fucking matters for once. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah I put all my eggs in the Maverick basket, and uh, Maverick's real bad, so <laughs> you t- tend <laughs> to get paid off. But um, yeah, generally just an, in- an incredible weekend, an incredible day. Uh, I got a, we we each got a box of Mon Horizons two set boosters for our trouble. Um, Hell yeah! Which is just gravy. Like honestly, a great day. The like the pride in achievement is genuinely enough. Like, it was so much fun. Um, was just yeah, yeah, just what was, like
0: th- thirty-five quid each or whatever to play like eight hours of magic. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd do yeah. that. <laughs> That's just, cool. <laughs> so,
1: but it genuinely was the genuinely was the thing. Uh, yeah. we we want to hang out with each other for a whole day. Let's do it. See what happens. And then we were the only we were the only four zero at the start of round five. Everyone else was at, at the ne- the next uh, seat was three zero one because they'd got an unintentional draw, lost that one, and then got pared down. To we were on 12 points, got pared down to a 10 point, so they couldn't ID with us to uh, lock in for top eight. So we had to play, and we beat them, uh, and then first seed, like incredible, like top legitimately, legitimately top of the standings. Awesome, just so good, like one of the best feelings ever. And that's the thing, like doing well at magic is a great feeling, but sharing it with two other people is is extremely special. And yeah, I'm, I'm very very grateful that I got to do that. Uh, and I opened some sweet stuff from my Modern Horizons box, so it's that oh, as well. Oh, sweet, I mean, you
0: cracked it. You cracked it.
1: Oh, absolutely. Like, as soon as I got home. Yeah. <laughs> as soon it's, as I got home. It's
0: just correct. I think, yeah. I think regardless of whether or not like, you're winning a Modern Horizons 2 box or you're just buying a Modern Horizons 2 box, I still think, like, uh, you should just crack it. It's the correct oh, thing to yeah. do currently. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> I, I mean you know, It's something I earned, right? And I get to earn that yeah. enjoyment of cracking boosters. Um, and it yeah, opened, opened <laughs> more than £35 worth of value, let me tell you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just very, very, very happy, um, and a great weekend. I, like hung out with some extremely lovely people all weekend. Had some just great chat. Just, just great. I love magic so much. I'm so back in.
0: Good, good. So, it's really, really nice just to hear you say that, and like you can hear, you can hear the happiness, happiness in your voice. Like yeah, it, yeah. it's good. It's a good feeling.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy. Um, I mean. Once we get gone to the next part of the show, I'm sure I'll be uh, back to doom and gloom and misery. But yeah. <laughs> for now, playing Paper Magic with human beings is exceptional and is my favourite thing to do.
0: Hell yeah. No, it's good. We've had two weeks in a row of, of positivity. Last week we had the Pro Tour coming back. Yeah. We super excited about that, happy about that. And now you, you've gone and taken down a, a not quite Pro Tour event, but, it, you know, big level competitive Magic. 60, 63 times.
1: teams. 63 teams. That's Hell great. yeah. Extremely That's, good.
0: Yeah, a sizable a sizable number of teams yeah and before, well done. before well we done.
1: there was the, the legacy main event happening at the same time mega legacy event that had a hundred some players I uh, can't remember the oh, exact yeah. and basically no one dropped so with the, with the mega modern people go 0-2 and drop because it's just oh I wanted to win this I didn't I'll go play this rebound event or whatever no yeah. one dropped for the legacy there was a guy um, who'd travelled from somewhere deep in Scotland uh, and he came down on, on Friday because we had FNM and we had a few people from out of town at FNM, which was really cool as well. We had like 40 people uh, playing Modern and Legacy. And he said that his Legacy scene where he's from is basically just him. Um, yeah. And he'd come down and I I, you know, bumped into him during the day and said, oh, how are you doing? So, said, oh, I'm one and five and my win was a bye. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and I was like, are you having fun? He was like, yeah, I'm having, the gra- I'm having a great time. And that's that's Hell the yeah. point. Like, like, it's, it was a big turnout for Legacy. Um,
0: legacy is great. Like legacy players are just such a different breed. Absolutely. Like we just we just want to play. Like we don't care. Just play. yeah. It
1: was like the one time we had a legacy GP in Birmingham, um, which up until this point is my favorite experience at a magic a magic tournament. Um, but yeah, I was I got knocked out of contention for day two by like round six. It was like no I'm going to keep playing I want to play and everyone, everyone was playing like I, I wasn't getting like paired up to people who were standing in contention for day two I was being paired against people who was like me and just like I want to play Legacy as much as I can
0: yeah
1: uh, hell yeah yeah so that, that was that was cool as well Um, just to see Legacy having such a good show um, and people just loving the format and knowing that there is a, there is still a big scene for Legacy in the UK and yeah. people will lend decks lend cards man I'll give away thousands of pounds worth of cards for you to play a magic event Please play Legacy with me.
0: <laughs> yeah, the best, the best. Uh, I'm, I'm glad it was a, a, a great weekend. Like it looks like everybody, everyone who, who went, to just had like the best time. So, yep. I think this is it. I think Magic, Magic is back. Big yeah. Magic is back, um, and that's that's super awesome, super exciting.
1: Yeah. Next time we'll get to play with you, and I'm extremely excited. Yes. Because I mean, one, yeah. I haven't seen you in person in over two years, uh, yep. which is extremely sad. But also, I'd love to play Magic with you again. So.
0: Hell yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a great time for at least one of us. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Man, I'm just going to have a good time, I don't care. Winning, yeah. winning doesn't matter, it's hanging out with people and playing Magic, that's, that's the important good,
0: thing. Good times and bad Magic, that's the Hell yeah, have. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, awesome. Uh, speaking of bad Magic, should we, we move on to our other topic this week? I guess so. Yeah, I know you were super excited about it last time, but now we do have... Uh, <laughs> Some more information. We have streets of New capena previews. My favorite uh, set ever. A lot of them. They're coming quickly. So we had the uh, the grand reveal stream. These these videos. They do. I mean, this this one certainly felt a lot less cringy than some of them have in the past. Uh, but I don't know. They're not for me. I'm definitely not the target audience for these these videos.
1: No, same.
0: But we got some. Quite an abundance of information about the set. We got all of the mechanics from the set. We've got quite a few cards. So I think we should we should start with with the mechanics because you know we made some predictions last week. Uh, yeah, we sure did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> did some of them turn out to be correct? Maybe. Did some yeah. of them turn out definitely not to be correct? A hundred percent.
1: At least one of them turned out to be correct. One of them was the most wrong I've ever been. But
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the cards makes bluefish. That's <laughs> yes. Let's go with the mechanics. So first up we have a brand new mechanic, connive. Uh, connive is draw a card, then discard a card. If you discarded a non-land card, put a plus one, plus one counter on this creature.
1: Cool. Yeah, that
0: is... I can't believe that, that isn't is...
1: already
0: a mechanic. <laughs> same, same, and just does not feel very interesting to me. It seems like it's very good, but does not seem very interesting to me.
1: Yeah, and there are a bunch Can- of different ways of... to, to trigger it, right?
0: Yeah, so, it kind of almost almost feels like the the next step up of, of explore or um, surveil even.
1: Yeah, I mean it's basically just explore right? Um, yeah. But you you actually you definitely draw and discard. Uh, yeah, I mean some of them uh, ETBs, connives. When whenever this thing happens, connives. When it attacks, connives, Whatever. Um, I mean, yeah, there's some efficiently cost creatures with it. You're gonna get some big things, and you get card selection. Uh, it's a good mechanic, um, and I guess it kind of makes sense in the. Law of the world, I Yeah, I guess so.
0: I guess so. Yeah, you're, you're, you know, you're taking risks and making deals, aren't you?
1: Yeah, that's the, that's the flavour, right? Yeah. But yeah, I, I I'm, I'm, sort core mechanic. It's fine. It seems like it's actually going to be vaguely relevant, at least in standard, and definitely limited. So.
0: Yeah, definitely. So it's the the mechanic of the Obscura or Esper as as as. Paper boomers, I guess, would, would say.
1: Everyone's ever going to call it, yep. yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, then, we have Casualty. This is the uh, the mechanic of the Maestros or, or Grixis. Uh, casualty is Casualty X, and then there'll, there'll be a number there. So Casualty 1. As you cast this spell, you may sacrifice a creature with power X or greater. When you do copy this spell, uh, so not Storm. Not storm. No, we were we were wrong on that one. No way. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah it's, interesting.
0: This, it's interesting. It it yeah it, it does seem interesting. I feel like whenever they're doing any mechanic or, or just anything that says when you do copy the spell, they they've really got to be careful with it. Um, I I can't imagine there's going to be anything too busted here, but we've definitely seen a, a couple of interesting instances of, of casualty on some cards already.
1: Yeah, it's one of the things where the number really matters. Um, yeah. and Like, Casualty 1 is very, very powerful, obviously, because you're going to have an abundance of creatures that have at least one power. Yeah. Um, and then Casualty 5 or whatever is going to be very hard to very hard to proc a lot of the time. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's a cool mechanic. I'm kind of annoyed that it's not called collateral. I think that would make a lot more sense in terms of the world building. But I guess yeah, casu- Casualty yeah. also works. It also means I guess it's slightly more of a uh a moderate flavor word so you can use it on different planes if you want to. It's not exactly just yeah. but yeah it's it's cool just copying things. We have a card with casualty x um and it cares about that and i i i it's kind of annoying with those mechanics where like the the mechanic doesn't do the same thing every time so with with mm. connives like there's a different way to proc connive, but connive is always the same thing. Whereas yeah. casualty, like the number, is the thing of the is the, the the power of the creature you have to sacrifice in order to copy the spell, and then the number can mean different things and do different yeah, things with cards, yeah. which is kind of uh, an annoying to try and grok. But it, yeah, to it's a, it's a fire mechanic, I mean, it's just kicker, <laughs> it's just kicker sacrifice. Sure.
0: <laughs> it is, with, yeah. But with specific, that is true. That is true.
1: With specific uh, requirements, but yeah, it's it's a perfectly fine mechanic.
0: Yeah, I I do quite like the the name of it as well it does mean that in your your flavourful pre-release playlist you can play Bound for the Reload by Oxide Neutrino Jesus Christ (laughs) Sure can One for the UK garage heads out there (sighs) Uh (laughs) Next up then we have Blitz that is the Riveteers mechanic Uh, and Blitz is if you cast a spell for its Blitz Blitz cost it gains haste and when this creature dies, draw a card Sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. Cool. S- so, an example we have is is Jaxus the Troublemaker. It's three in a red for a two-three human warrior. Uh, or you can play Splits Cost, which is one in a red. And it has, yeah, if you cast the spell for its blitz Cost, it gains haste. When it dies, draw a card. Sacrifice it at the beginning of the next end step. It's cool.
1: It's cool. Uh, it is. Most I- of
0: the blitz... I feel like... I, say, I-, I feel like this is one of those mechanics that is... Going to play a lot nicer on Arena and Magic Online than it will in paper potentially mm-hmm. because you have to remember to sacrifice the creature at the beginning of the end step if the uh, if Blitz was paid. Yeah. And I can I can see it causing problems at pre-release.
1: Yeah, I mean it's reminiscent of Dash. Just right? fine. Yeah, yeah. It's it's Dash, but you don't get the card back. You get a card back. Yeah. It's very Dashy, um, and I imagine some of the Blitz cards care about dying or whatever. Um, Oh, there'll be a flavour within the the river tears that care about that care about dying. Uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a fine mechanic. It's an aggressive mechanic. Most of the boat's costs are going to be cheaper than the convert mana cost of the card. Um, so you get to use it once, and you get to use a powerful ability once. But if you want to keep the creature around, you have to pay more, which is it's a thing we've seen a lot of times, similar with dash. But then you'll have the ones with dash where like it's much better to attack with it once or whatever um, than it is to keep it in play. Yeah. Uh, because it can attack immediately. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's, uh, it's uh, again a fine a fine mechanic. We're not breaking any crazy boundaries here, but this also seems like one that's kind of hard to break. Like for this to be broken, the card has to be broken, rather than it being a mechanic that breaks other cards. Which
0: yeah, is a definitely, better, definitely
1: a better place to be. I think than introducing problematic mechanics that break other things.
0: Yeah, definitely. It just seems like a like a good aggressive mechanic. Like I can see this mm-hmm. being cool in limited, like one hundred percent. This is this is cool.
1: Yeah, it's like dash meets unleash meets Unearth,
0: yeah. kind of like reverse Unearth. Earth. Yeah, I can imagine like it being a fun mechanic for Cube as well. Like, you just have like a yeah, build definitely. like a release and just a Cube which you have cards which care about things dying. And yeah, I think it'll be cool. Definitely, definitely cool to play around with this. But you're right, I can't imagine this will be something that'll be too easy to to break or or really exploit. Yeah. Cool, like it. Next up then, we have Alliance. That is the, the Caporetti mechanic. Uh, Alliance is whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control.
1: It's just creature ETV. Do something.
0: It's just a creature ETV, yeah. Alliance is an ability word that highlights triggered abilities that trigger whenever another creature enters the battlefield under your control.
1: Yeah, so it's creature fall like, it is, yeah, like, Creature
0: Fall, 100%. Yeah. yeah,
1: so it's like Landfall. Landfall doesn't do anything specific, it just cares about when a land uh, is battlefield. Yeah. So, Alliance is whenever another creature enters the battlefield, do a thing. Uh, so, we have Devilish Valet, which I hate. Yeah. Uh, whenever <laughs> another creature enters the battlefield under your control, double Devilish Valet's power until end of turn, which I, it's a 3 mana, 1 3 with Trample and Haste, so that's kind of interesting. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's Creature Fall, which, again, I can't believe we don't have this as a mechanic yet. <laughs> uh, but it's you know it's we've got a lot of there are a lot of cards that have named mechanics but because they're not in the set with the name mechanic, they it doesn't say the word. So like there are loads of cards with landfall that don't actually yeah. have the keyword landfall because landfall yeah because they're not in the Zendikar set. So like Tyler Straker has landfall, investigate, but it doesn't say landfall because it's not. that So a bunch of creatures technically already have alliance, um, but they're finally given a keyword to this ability um, and it's going to be be um, a big thing in the set. And it, it, it uh, notably doesn't say non token creature. So if you can make a shitload of yeah, tokens, yeah. there are a lot of uh, very powerful things you can do by making a bunch of creatures in one turn.
0: Yeah, definitely. Definitely. 100%. Like, if I can empty the Warrens of a devilish valet out on the field, that would be nice.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, it's cool. It's, it's like you said, the, the best way to think of it is just creature fall, landfall for creatures. I like it, it's good. And our final mechanic then, well, I guess our, our final mechanic that is tied to one of the, the guild's families, is, uh, sh- is shield counters. So this is the Broker mechanic. Uh, shield counter is, uh, for example, we have Disciplined Duelist here. It is green, white, blue for a 2-1 human citizen with double strike. And has Disciplined Duelist and there's a battlefield with a shield counter on it. Which is, if it would be dealt damage or destroyed, remove a shield counter from it instead. So kind of like Totem Armor.
1: Yeah, kind of like Totem Armor, kind of like a fixed regenerate, because we've seen yeah. regeneration be phased out because it, the actual rulings of it were it, it, like kind of unnecessarily complicated, especially for newer players. I still really don't know how regenerate works because it was being phased out by the time I started playing Magic. Um, this is just a, a simple way of doing that, and shield counters are cool. I mean, I hope this mechanic becomes like deciduous or maybe evergreen, like with ward Yeah, like I like this as like not like instead of a hexproof thing. Um, you have Which it's
0: divine yeah. It's divine shield from Hearthstone, and <laughs> yeah, yeah. it works.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. It's an it's an indestructibility counter that gets removed once, so it's like regenerate. Um, yeah, it's uh, sort of yeah. It's that's the thing. I'm a magic player. I have to think of everything in terms of things I already understand, and then those <laughs> analogies make absolutely no fucking sense whatsoever. Uh, <laughs> but you get what I mean. You understood. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well. Yeah. Sure yeah. Goes. That's it. Definitely.
0: Yeah. I, again, I. <laughs> I'm a magic player. I have to correct you when you're wrong. <laughs> yeah, exactly,
1: that's <laughs> how it works.
0: Uh, like, no, it isn't, it isn't removed from combat, tapped, and the shield counter is destroyed at all? No.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Right. Because uh, we've seen them try to do like regenerate without saying regenerate. Like, yeah. Tap it. It gains indestructible or whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is a this is a kind of clean version of that with shield counters. Uh, I hope there aren't any. I mean, we're in a set where counters do seem to matter so yeah. it's going to be confusing discerning your shield counter from your plus one plus one counter or whatever and if you're in other formats discerning your shield counter I mean there's just a bunch of counters these days because we have obviously lifelink, trample, etc. counters we have shield counters yeah. we have plus one plus one counters, this can be kind of annoying but it's a, it's a nice clean way of, of, of making something indestructible once without wording it horrendously like wizards like to do so I, I kind of hope this is sort of a, a deciduous mechanic that we see time to time like Ward
0: yeah, I like it definitely. Definitely would like to see that that repeated. Um, it, it, it one of those mechanics where I, I think it just makes sense. I think it'll be quite easy for for new mm-hmm. players to understand this as well. Yeah, for sure. Cool. So that brings us to our final mechanic of the set, and that's Hideaway. Hideaway is back.
1: That's the mechanic that returning from a two thousand set.
0: It is yeah. Uh, it is it is slightly different though this time. So this time we have. Uh, a, a, a number so for example we have wire tapping it's four and a blue for an enchantment it has hideaway five so when this enchantment enters the battlefield look at the top five cards of your library excel one face down then put the rest in the bottom in a random order and then whenever you draw your first card during each of your draw steps draw a card then if you have nine or more cards in hand you may play the excel card without paying its mana cost
1: yeah hideaway is a cool mechanic that was only on five cards originally right it was just, along, yeah, just yeah, on the lands yeah. the hideaway lands the lands yeah uh, and yeah they've changed it a considerable amount I guess because the hideaway thing was the lands had hideaway and it said enters the battlefield tapped which was in the reminder text of hideaway um, so the lands entered tapped it wasn't like uh I enters the battlefield tapped and has hideaway Hi- the hideaway reminder text was enters the battlefield tapped which is why we had uh, Watcher for Tomorrow from Modern Horizons yeah. 1 which had hideaway and it entered the battlefield tapped because that's part of the reminder text so they've removed that and they've now added a number so it can have hideaway hideaway N um, and you you don't choose the order in which they go on the bottom of your library. Uh, it'd be yeah. inter- interesting to see if they're actually. I, I haven't checked. Are they erasing other cards with Hideaway, like the original lands and Watcher for Tomorrow? Because that might make uh, a difference. They, ha-
0: in... they haven't said. I I assume we'll see what happens when the when the rules mm-hmm. text comes out. Um, but yeah, they haven't said that because I I think that that last bit definitely like put the rest on the bottom in a random order makes a difference. Definitely makes a difference, especially when it comes to like Doomsday in Legacy.
1: Exactly, yeah. Um Yeah. So that's the thing. And I guess maybe they'll be routed to Hideaway Four or whatever the original yeah. number of the cards you look up for Hideaway is. Um
0: Yeah, oh well th- they were. That was on the uh, that was the some it was the secret layers. So when they did the the uh Ukyo-e style hideaway lands and the the previous secret, uh, la- yeah. the secret layer secret super drop, they all had the n- little numbers next to them. So Ah, so hideaway. Shelduck Isle, hard, hard, yeah, Sheldok Isle, hard, hideaway four.
1: Cool. All right. Good. I mean, I'm, I'm happy for consistency, um, and I'm fine with the ruttering and old cards not doing exactly what they say. Like that's kind of fine. It's what happens yeah, when the game is old. Um, yeah, I do hate the fact they go on the, the bottom in a random order, and I understand because every card does it in a random order now. Uh, and I understand that from an arena point of view because it, they just automatically go on the bottom of your library you do have to do anything and if you have to put them in any order you have to click them which is a lot more clicks yeah. can use up your time is annoying for newer players and whatever it's just annoying to do in general but it's very annoying for loads of cards that have been printed recently that have that text just because that's kind of the go-to now of cards go in the bottom of your library in a random order like playing I, I played four copies of Endurance uh, uh, yesterday and i I resolved a lot of endurances and I had to put cards on the bottom of my library in a random order, which meant I had to shuffle <laughs> three cards and yep. then had to present these three cards for my opponent to randomize and like it's just annoying if it's like ten cards sure i can I can comfortably shuffle those patterns to my opponent that can cut them put them a lot the of my library but like sometimes it's two cards with this it's four cards randomizing four cards is so annoying, and I just don't like them why can't it be any any order i don't i don't know because like with with the um, yeah,
0: I I can't remember. So that was something that was specifically asked of, of Mark Rosewater at um, GP the last GP London. Um, it is his Q and A panel he did, and he explained it. It was something to do with the number of cards. Uh, I, I I can't remember right. exactly, so I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say. I, I think it was like if it was three or three or more cards, and you ha- then it's uh, they go in a random order. But if it's less than that you choose, but I, I don't remember exactly, so so don't quote me on that.
1: Yeah, it's just it's just because like on Magic Online when you've got cards that you can put back in any order, like Ponder for example, you can put them back in any order. Um, yeah. there's a button to click that just says put them back. Right? Yeah. You can do it on Arena where it just says put them back. So if so if, it, if if a card reads put them back in any order, you can click a button and it will randomise them anyway. And in decks where you don't care about that. Because like most games of standard or I don't know about historic or whatever Really, but I imagine you're not getting down to the bottom four cards of your library very often, so it matters what order they're in. And if you do, you have probably randomised your library at some point, like cracked a Fable passage or something. Yeah, like the order of the bottom yeah. four cards really matters, and it's really annoying. <laughs> it's really annoying to have to randomise so few cards. Um, anyway, that's that's my one gripe for no reason. I think this hideaway change is cool. Uh, I kind of sad that the uh, this enchantment with hideaway that we've got here, wiretapping, doesn't end the battlefield tapped. Uh, yeah <laughs> because of uh, they've changed how hideaway works but yeah it's it's I I love hideaway's mechanic. I'm glad it's going to be like a full mechanic in the set now rather than just on some lands and one callback card from yeah definitely Horizons.
0: and uh, it it makes sense. Like, I definitely think it makes sense. Like hideaway you, you in a world full of full of you know gangs and mobsters they all got hideaways. Exactly. It, it thematically makes sense. I love it. Extremely flavorful. Yes. Well they've said that it is it's the one returning mechanic for the set it's not associated with any specific family it appears on a cycle of cards and a few reprints in the commander decks so I assume the hideaway lands will be in the commander decks
1: yeah it also says previous cards with hideaway now have this permanent battlefield tapped as a separate ability so it's not under yeah. under text. So the reminder decks. so obviously they're not going to make shoulder cards with so enders untapped because that would be stupid um, <laughs> but yeah they will They will still end tapped uh, and it isn't part of the reminder text anymore, it isn't part of the ability which is cool, like cleaning things up, that's fine I like that.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely like it a lot. Yes, we've seen quite a, a quite a few new cars from the set and I I, I think I think it certainly looks better than, than what we saw in the you know the very first day one spoilers, right?
1: Yeah, I think having seen more of this fleshed out, um like more of the world, because basically I was forming it on my entire bit I, c- I cannot believe one, you allowed me to, and two, you edited and released an episode where I just got really mad about seeing a single fucking card art for <laughs> a full hour. Um, but having seen it more more fleshed out...
0: I said the words fo- foxy bingo, then it just fell apart. Oh, yeah, my, that, my
1: brain exploded. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fuck you, you asshole. Uh, yeah, I think seeing it more fleshed out, it's a lot less silly than I, than I thought. I still, I'm still not into it, like, this isn't my kind of thing at all. Um, like, mafia mob bosses... 1920s American nonsense. Um, It's not my thing, but I don't hate it as much as I (laughs) I did a few weeks ago, where I I just cannot stress enough how much I need people to never listen to that episode ever again.
0: (laughs) Jesus Christ. Yeah. We did get one really interesting thing, which which I think is worth talking about here is that uh, there's a a BioBox promo with this set. Uh, However, this time they're doing something a bit different for the BioBox promo. Uh, there are 13 different versions of the Biobox promo so Gala Greeters is is the card Uh, and Mm -hmm. there are regional versions of this card so we have one for each of the languages that Magic the Cavern is printed in
1: now as a a person that enjoys magic I like that, that's cool that's a nice idea Yeah. Uh, as someone that has an inventory for a magic store hate that, awful screw you (laughs) Uh I mean it's it's very similar to like buying in cards of other languages normally, because
0: Yeah. That definitely.
1: that art and that version of that card is only going to exist in Japanese, for example, or is only going to exist in German and it's gonna be that exact version of the card, which is the same as buying any card in German or French, right? It's yeah. the same card. Um it's just annoying there are thirteen versions of them. I like it as an idea, they look they all look really cool. I like that they're doing these kind of like region specific things. I wish they would do yeah. more of it. like
0: Um, i like it the the characters look like they look like they come from that region they've been done by artists from those regions as well and yeah i i just think it's fantastic really really nice yeah nice little thing to do
1: that's one of my favorite things about it is getting the artists from different regions to do it and i wish wizards would do more art that was like people who did you know art of their region like kind of stylized I'm um, a big fan of. I'm a big fan of like all the portal art, for example. Obviously, a big fan of yeah. every time they get Japanese artists to do. Um,
0: yeah, Kamagawa has done so well in that sense.
1: Yeah, like all of the Japanese artists on there, like are absolutely incredible. Um, I wish they did that more, but like this is very cool. It's a very cool idea. I just don't like the fact that we be 13 versions of, of one card, uh, yeah. <laughs> especially in conjunction with borderless cards, extended art cards, showcase cards. You know. There are just a thousand different yeah. versions. It's really annoying. When you click on a card, like if you go on Magic Card Market and you click on like, uh, like, I don't know, a card and there's like, f- that was first printed in 2008, there were like two versions of it. And you click on a card that was printed this year and there were immediately 14 versions of it. <laughs> it like seems yeah. unnecessary. And it's it's annoying to just like go through as someone's listing cards, as someone who's taking inventory. As you know, someone buying cards, it's really frustrating. Like I can't just type in uh the name of a card and buy the card I have to click on the name of a card then click on the specific version oh I clicked on the wrong version I have to go and navigate through this whole menu to find the card I want and then it's very annoying another reason why I hate so many of the uh, variants of cards but yeah it's like a,
0: at least at least this card isn't particularly good I, I think I, I want to say with this one I feel like it, this would be far more problematic if they'd done this with like a, like a, a, a very playable card um across multiple formats you might have like chase versions of the card and stuff and it could cause all sorts of interesting things on the secondary market but yeah I, I think I think for the majority of these cards will be bulk and they'll be there for collectors to collect them if they want to you if, if completionists want the full set they'll be there they'll be available and they probably won't be too expensive
1: no there might be a couple Some more
0: than another probably uh,
1: yeah there'll be a couple that will probably have some kind of premium in different locations so like yeah i was just I gonna say the, it but the pers- russian one's probably gonna be a bit hard to come by
0: yeah yeah i i mean if at all yeah. really given current political circumstances
1: yeah but like you know the, like the uh the ones from APAC countries might have a bit of a premium in uh, europe for example you know european yeah. ones might have a premium in uh, north america whatever um yeah the russian one's gonna god knows if it'll actually exist but yeah, they'll be that, and you can collect them all if you want. It's a cool idea. I like it. It's just it's it's a thing that doesn't affect base. It affects basically no one, but is really cool for people who are into it. So I mean, in, I'm into those yeah. decisions for sure.
0: Yeah, which is is that's that's what I love. To, that's what I love to see. Like, you know, there are like every card has like 15 different versions these days, but stuff like this like really stands out. To, that was something special. Like we saw of like Hidetzuu from Kamigawa Neon Dynasty as well. It's like. I don't care about all, you know, all the different fancy shining neon versions of that card but there are people who do and that's awesome that's awesome That's that like they can do this thing that just doesn't appeal to me, I don't care about it but there is definitely a, a market for it, there is an audience for it and that audience is very happy with it, so yeah I love to see that.
1: Yeah, I also like when those things I, I, I like when those things have like kind of tiers of I mean generally we yeah. have to talk about it in terms of expense, right? But the, yeah, I, yeah. I like when there are tiers of like you idiots with way too much money can buy the £400 version if they want, and everyone else gets the £3 version. We've said it before, like, that's the best way to do things. There is Definitely. a version that everyone can have, and there's a version that morons with way too much money can have, and that's great. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. I think yeah, if you had to call a favourite of these, these 13 global versions, what, what would your favourite be?
1: Oh, fucking guess, dude. You know. <laughs>
0: Is it the uh, the Italian one with the oh I do, no, I, do and, like, I, and, and I do like uh, the Italian one the Italian one's great. Yeah. That's uh, yeah I think the Italian one is, is, is possibly my favourite. Like it looks so <laughs> looks like so comedic. Like they're kind of dressed yeah, like yeah, jesters. Yeah. He's got I a massive go. mustache, and I love that they they still got tap in my like big capital letters as well.
1: Yeah, Italian cards are it. great. Yeah, yeah. the way to distinguish it. Uh, yeah, um, my favourite one's the Japanese one.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, it is incredible, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I in, in enjoy the way that Kanji looks, and then I, you know, befriended a bunch of weebs so it's <laughs> inevitable that my favourite versions. Of-
0: yeah, I'm not gonna say anything. Let's let's move on.
1: What? What were you gonna say?
0: Uh, just because th- there's not that much Kanji on the card, especially not when oh, you compare yeah, it to oh, the yeah, Chinese right. ones, which is all which is all just Kanji. You but know, yeah, I just <laughs> said
1: I befriended a bunch of weebs Shit. Hello,
0: sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, th- no, th- this set looks looks cool from what we've seen so far. Definitely, um, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. Definitely looking forward to it. I yeah. don't think it's going to hit like, like, like Tarkir did uh, in terms of, of a three color set, but it certainly looks interesting.
1: Yeah, I mean, we should we should uh, say so we're right on one of our cool charts, one of my cool charts about the mana costs, right? Yeah, yeah. So you've got hybrid mana in conjunction with non hybrid mana, which is a thing that has never happened before but was obviously gonna happen at some point. So you've got like uh, an Azorius hybrid, a blue mana, and a Demir hybrid. So you can play it for Esper, you can play it for Trip Blue, you can play it for Blue Blue Black, you can play it for White Blue Blue. blue. Um, that's that, yeah, those are the mana costs, and that's cool. It's a cool way to do a three colour set. So like it can be a monocolor card, but it can also be a three colour card, can be a two colour card. Um interesting options. Not restrictive to cast. Also means if you're trying to push three colour set, you don't have to make a bunch of extremely busted basic, uh, uh, lands. Uh, yeah, definitely. Just go black. Ugh. Uh, having flashbacks. Uh, also, one thing I've noticed about that, looking at those cards, did you know that the hybrid mana symbol is bigger than the non-hybrid mana symbol?
0: Uh, It is, isn't it? Yep. That is really jarring to look at.
1: Yep, that's been true forever. Someone showed me a picture of uh, oh, wow. the mana cost of Thopter Foundry from Alara Reborn. It's true there too, we've just never noticed it. It's having the two either side, I think. So you've got like the, the Azorius one, then the blue one, then the Dummy one. Having the both by the, either side really makes you see how much bigger it is. And that's always been true, it turns out. And I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> I've only just noticed that.
0: <laughs> it's <laughs> I mean, just yeah. really jarring looking at them like that. Yeah, it
1: makes sense because the, the size of the, the mana symbol was standardised. And if the hybrid one was that small, it genuinely looks quite small by comparison, it would be really hard to see. So um yeah, yeah definitely it makes sense it's yeah I've just noticed that and
0: I hate it <laughs> definitely understandable yeah, just looking at, at Eve- Evelyn the covetous currently and it's like the two the, the the two the two mana symbol is like regular size and then there's a big hybrid and then there's a little swamp and then there's a big hybrid <laughs> yeah. it, it's really jarring to look at yeah, it's horrible sweet sweet more interesting aesthetics of this set eh.
1: Yeah, I will say I don't mind the border, I like the Shrekos border. I think it's
0: pretty cool. Yeah, it's 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 fine. It's fine. Yeah, I find it very difficult to care about them at all. Like, we've had so many now, like, it just just doesn't feel special. And that's all right.
1: Nothing is special.
0: No. I do quite like the, um, the I don't know what they're called. It doesn't matter. None of the words matter. <laughs> But the uh, the alternate art planeswalkers I really like them. I think they look look very nice.
1: Yeah, I think they technically class as borderless. Maybe
0: probably. Uh,
1: I don't know, they look cool.
0: They have I mean, there's yeah. They certainly haven't got a border. <laughs> sure haven't
1: got it's, a border.
0: It's, it's not it's not the showcase ones. So I guess yeah. I guess it's the borderless ones. Yeah, I think the art on those is is incredible. Very very nice style. yeah it looks cool i'm looking forward to seeing what we get over the coming weeks nothing looks like it's going to be too busted or broken yet i think there's there's potentially a card that is going to see uh, a lot of play in pioneer or at least to begin with it might be one of those like like you know flash in the pan first first week or two this is the new hotness we're going to jam this in as many decks as possible and then it just falls off because it's not consistent enough yeah. uh we've seen a few powerful cards as well but i guess as the weeks go on we will get into the more individual cards but yeah so far i i don't dislike what i'm seeing and that's good yeah
1: i mean think about how much of a sleeper hit the wandering emperor was
0: yeah oh exactly yeah turns out the card is just very good it's like i i thought it was like just like a fine card like not like not great but certainly not bad but it turns out it is actually just really good
1: Won us a lot of games this weekend, I can tell you that.
0: Super, super underrated card. Yeah, I like nixed, it a lot. Yeah,
1: uh, but yeah uh, so I imagine there'll be a couple of those in here. Nothing seems uh, outwardly busted. So I have maybe it's a little bit pushed, but... Some of the charms might be Pioneer playable, that's kind of cool. I always love a good charm cycle. Yeah. Yeah, set, set, set Yeah, the charms look very good. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Again, aesthetic, very much not for me. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the set for sure
0: awesome awesome and i think on that note that's all we have time for this week come let us know your thoughts and feelings were you at the axion mega weekend did you have as much fun as sam did come let us know on social media we are on twitter at hfdcast facebook.com slash hfdcast if you really enjoyed anything in the episode like to give back in the monetary valley you can hit, hit us up on patreon we are patreon.com slash hour of devastation Tears start from as little as one dollar per month that's roughly 20 25 cents per episode
1: uh, podcast is brought to you by com, where you can use the promo code HOFD5 to get 5% off your whole order.
0: And does that include pre-orders of New Capenna?
1: <sighs> I guess.
0: <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I can't stop you. Come buy some. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if you want to find me on my own personal social media, on Twitter, I am at Oaf, it's over with an F. Facebook, I'm Joe Loudon, and pretty much any of the magic groups. Also stream magic every Friday night on Twitch. That is twitch.tv slash PeachGardenOath. We play a lot of Cube. It's a lot of fun. Come hang out. It's a good time.
1: You can find me on Twitter at Gene Snealer. Nice. I've just been gushing about how much I enjoy the weekend, honestly. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I'm, I'm extremely grateful that I found magic. It's uh, it, it's probably, you know, the best thing that's happened to me, discovering magic, and it's brought me most of my friends, um, certainly my closest friends. Uh, it's an extremely good hobby. I've had a great time. Uh, magic, good. It turns <laughs> out, magic,
0: Hell good. yeah. Hell yeah. So that's all I hope we have time for this week. Once again, we're approaching the second hour. The Godfarer has returned, so will see you again next week on Hour of Devastation.